It's time for the morning brief where one of our pundits arrives in order to set me straight on all of the day's big stories. CTV political analyst, former advisor to Prime Minister Paul Martin is here. Scott Reed. Good morning, Scott. Good morning, John. It is indeed frosty out, but you, you, you're right. The small grace is that it's, you know, it's still as a church pew. So at least there isn't that nasty wind. Yeah. Now you have a dog, don't you? I do. Yeah, okay, because that's the thing. In the winter, morning and night, you think, oh, do I have to? And then you look at the dog and go, yep. Yeah, I also have a 13-year-old, though, so it's like indentured servitude, um, particularly when it comes to dog walking, so that's good. Okay. Um, Hazel McCallion passing away at the age of 101. An extraordinary woman, an incredible politician, I mean, formidable, uh, but also just an all-around character. I mean, when I first got here, um, she cold-called me on the air, and I always made sure I stayed in touch because she was just so much fun to talk with. Oh, no question. And I, you know... Obviously, kicking in and around Ontario politics for um, 30 years or so, I guess now. Um, I bumped into her a, a few times, always entertaining, um, sometimes uh, sometimes charming, sometimes with the lash. You know, there are two things about her that really s- stand out to me, and they're probably very obvious, but I want to underscore that just because they're obvious doesn't make them uh, unremarkable. One was her longevity, 36 years in politics, someone who's worked for politicians. Uh, it's not easy at any level to be reelected for um, 36 consecutive years or remain in office for 36 consecutive years. But I think even more remarkable than that is after that ended, her her influence arguably grew. I mean, she's a woman whose influence at the age of 97, 99, 100 was as great, if not greater than when she was mayor of Mississauga. And I, I, you know, that that's unusual because usually when people retire off, they go, um, you know, to the silvery clouds of uh, politics and never to be heard from again, but not Hazel McCallion. She used her political equity and influence. And, um, you know, she was, uh, hers was an endorsement that was richly sought by all on all sides for, uh, for years and years. So the weekend trucker protest went ahead in Ottawa, possibly 200 protesters, some tickets issued, a few vehicles towed. But I I guess some of those people were just nostalgic for how much fun they had last year in the convoy protest. But there wasn't any critical mass this year. Thank goodness. And I, you know, um, I don't know whether there's, you know, big things to be read into that. I, I, I don't conclude that that means that, you know, that segment of society is somehow shrank or the virulence of their opinions is somehow abated. Um, but I do think police at minimum made it clear that, look, if you think you're going to come in here and take over the town again, uh, think again. And I think that left it to just, you know, a few relatively harmless uh, folks who wanted to run around and talk about vaccine mandates and uh, whatever, fill your boots. As long as you don't park your semi in front of somebody's apartment building and decide that you're going to override everyone else's rights so that you can complain about how your rights are being ignored. Um, I could care less. So, uh, you know, it went with a whimper, not a bang. And um, I'm glad that the whimper is over. The um, let's see, let's talk about Mike Schreiner, actually. And people in politics often blue sky things. Sometimes they float a trial balloon. But this is now provable that a group of heavy hitters in the provincial liberal party are asking Mike Schreiner to run for the leadership of their party. I can tell you, I heard from a few friends who are active in politics, who are liberals, who were furious about this. Yeah, there's only one word to describe this, and that word is pathetic. And it's pathetic because 
the implication is there's no bench strength. There's no new generation of, you know, liberal leaders that could emerge. There's no uh, talent that could be drummed up. Um, and, you know, like Mike Schreiner's success and appeal as a politician, and I think his appeal is genuine. I like him. I've been on your show with him. I've, you know, chatted with him. But his appeal is, I think, uniquely rooted in the fact that he's a leader of you know, uh, uh, an also ran party that, you know, there's a pluckiness to his position and that, you know, people think he overperforms. I, I don't think those things, you know, make him uh, a likely prospect to be premier. And I think for the liberals to say, well, this is the only option available to us. We can't grow our own leader. So let's just go, you know, try to purchase one in free agency. I just think, I think it's ridiculous. I would also note that, you know, Greg Severo is one of the champions of this idea has a long string of uh, great ideas like this he also championed the idea of having the ndp and the liberals merge which i think is ridiculous so um i don't think this idea will go anywhere but i i think it's you know i i think it does reflect poorly on the party and i you know and deb matthews is part of this and i love deb to pieces i've known her for 25 30 years but i just think it's it's an absolutely empty-headed um pathetic suggestion because it it, it signals to the province that you lack even base confidence in the ability of your party to renew and revitalize itself. And I just think that's, that's both untrue and a, and a ridiculously flawed thing to say. So a judge here in Ontario has ruled that a city can't remove a homeless encampment unless it can prove that it has beds and beds that meet the needs of the people in the encampments. This is pretty important case law. I think it's going to be really interesting to watch how this unfolds. So a couple of things. One is the, and I'm not a lawyer, but one is the nature and the logic and the reasoning of the of the ruling mean that it's less likely to be a valid argument in Toronto because they can point to programs, they can point to um, other supports that perhaps didn't exist uh, in Kitchener. Um, so that's 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 one question. Uh, as grave a problem as we have, uh, obviously, with homelessness and people not being able to find uh, solace in shelters, and that takes you to a whole other series of challenges. About so Often people don't want to be in shelters. Often people feel shelters are an unsafe environment. And then I think the second question is, you know, will this be appealed? And I think the answer to that's got to be almost certainly because it's based on a reading of the Charter and Rights and Freedoms. And if you're going to read in a charter right, um, then I think it's got to be appealed so that you can carry this all the way up the judicial ladder and find out whether or not that stands the test of rigor. And uh, but, you know, if if. If it were to hold up, um, I think it's going to have huge implications for municipal governments all across the country uh, in terms of what their core obligations to people will be. Yeah, and I think it's worth reemphasizing what you were just saying, this notion of reading in. I mean, effectively, it's judge-made law. And in this case, it's... It upholds what Pastor Doug, who I went on foot patrols with, was saying. We sat on a park bench, and we were looking at all these people in, uh, uh, in one of the parks in downtown Toronto. And he said, you know, it's a civil right. I said, what? He said, to live in a park. And I said, no, it isn't. He said, yes, it is. And I guess now a judge has agreed with Pastor Doug. And that's why it makes it so fascinating. And if it's and if it is a civil right, what are the limitations and what's reasonable around that? What does a city have to provide as an opportunity um, before you can say, "Sorry, well, we're going to you know we have we have the right to incur on that right um, as a municipal government." Thanks a lot for this. Good to have you this morning. Thank you, sir. Cheers.